just as Daryl was sharing his story uh, in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 34, it says, For you had compassion on those in prison, and you joyfully accepted the plundering of your property, since you knew that you yourselves had a better possession and abiding one. Nobody can take away Jesus. They can take away your life. They can take away my life. And Jonathan was always wanting to celebrate that and, 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 and wanting that to happen. But uh, they, our life m- might be taken away, but our hope in Jesus, our life in Jesus, our life is hidden in Jesus. And so we sometimes have a look at Scripture and we think everything is going to work wonderfully and, uh, and sometimes it can be quite tough. I mean, if you look at the, the Hebrews chapter 11 and it's a wonderful chapter, we all know it as a chapter of faith and we get excited by it and, and we wish we had the kind of faith of, uh, of Moses and, and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. And, and, uh, but right at the end there were... Uh, there's some quite tough scriptures. These were the people of faith. These are the people who loved Jesus. This is what it said of them. They were stoned. They were sawn in two. They were killed with the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, afflicted, mistreated, wandering around in the deserts and the mountains doesn't sound like a good gospel message. That's not good marketing. If we want to get people to come into the kingdom of God, that's kind of could be our destiny. Is it not? If we have a look at the 12 disciples, only one of them ended up on a, on a, on a Greek island in his old age. Only one of them. The rest were martyred, and some of them horribly, some hung upside down. down. Wasn't somebody, boiling oil was poured over them. John was, he's, okay, he survived. So, it's into that, I, I love the scriptures, but I also kind of get a bit nervous reading them. No, because uh, I, I would like to... Uh, you know, be playing golf at Durban Country Club next week, and maybe, maybe that's not going to happen. But the gospel and the good news and the scripture is wonderful. So I'm going to start off today. I'm not going to preach for a long time, but I'm still in stuck in Colossians. And for those who are visitors today, I'm going to read it from the beginning for you. Colossians chapter 3. Because I love this Colossians chapter 3. Anybody see uh, my... uh, Yeah, Alex is sitting on it. Alex is sitting. Alex is sitting on on my props. I'm not going to take my shirt off again. Because I had so many, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. My phone was ringing off the hook last week. Colossians chapter 3, let's just let this encourage us in, what, in whatever you are facing today, let the word of God encourage you. If then you have been raised with Christ, 
seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things that are on the earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will appear with Him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you? Sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these two, in these, you too once walked when you were living in them. But now, but now, you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another. Seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, bearing with one another. If one has complaints against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which you were called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell richly in you, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. What an amazing portion of Scripture. Just uh, by the side, I'm not going to get to there, but just the last few verses, the last three or four verses, it says that we need to be thankful, we need to give thanks three times. We are as a people of God... Are a, are a thankful people. Why? Because of this. Because Daryl has just led us to the table in the context of life, which is not easy, which is tough. But we can be thankful for the finished work on the cross, that we can feast on His love, on His joy, on, 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 the, on, the, on everything that is in Him. Our life is in Him. It's all in Him. It says that in the scripture that we've just read. So this scripture is an amazing scripture, this Colossians. It starts off, and I've looked at it over, over a three-week period, but I just want to emphasize it again today. If you have been raised with Christ, 
You have been raised. If you, if you have asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, you have been raised with Him. You died with Him. You were buried with Him. And you raised, uh, raised with Him. And now you're seated in the heavenly places with Him. So it says, have a different perspective on life. Have a different perspective. Look from Jesus' eyes. He sees a lost world. He sees a world which needs the gospel to be preached, as Alex has shared. There are people who don't know the gospel. There is evil. Evil is rampant. We don't have to uh, sort of look at that because we just see it wherever we are. We see this rampant rising of evil amongst us. And so what is the word of the Lord to you and I today? It's to get into heavenly places and see things from His perspective. Set our hearts on things above. Set our hearts, our minds on uh, where Christ is, on where we are seated. And it's a setting. It's something we actually have to do. We have to make an effort to set our hearts. And why do we do that? Well, there's a number of reasons. Firstly, when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will appear with Him in glory. And there is a, a sense of excitement that we know that this is not the end. Heaven is our destiny, the new heavens and the new earth. But until I get there, and I don't know whether that's going to be tomorrow, or whether it's going to be in six months' time, or when I'm uh, really... Oh, I am gray, sorry. <laughs> when, I'm gray and gray, when, I'm, when I'm gray and old, I don't know when that is going to be. But what I want to live for, I want to live for my King and my Savior right now. I want to please Him. And so the scripture, as we looked at last week, week said, put to death, mortify the, that which is earthly in you, sexual immorality, covetousness, idolatry. And that's really what it's about. It's about our lives outside of Jesus. Are you really about? There's only three important people, me, myself, and I. And that's the essence of sin. And so he says, put to death the self-centeredness. Put it to death. Because why? Because I have died with Christ. Why do I have to put this to death? Verse 7 says, in these, uh, verse 6, sorry, on account of these things, the wrath of God is coming. Justice is coming. Murderers, adulterers, gossips, uh, abusers, they're going to get justice. Justice is going to happen. We need to be praying and, and walking in, in Him and, and showing them a different way. Showing them the Jesus way. And so, last week, we looked at just briefly. But now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk from your mouth. That's what we've got to put away. We've got to take it off. I wore a shirt last week. A raggedy old shirt. And I need to take that away. I need to put it off. I need to put off the old man with its deeds and throw it away. So, the challenge for you and I. As believers, born again, if we, if we know Jesus, we are new creations. We've got a new nature. When I read these things, when I read all these regulations, I've got to put off anger, wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk. I've got to not lie. I've got to uh, not be adulterous. I've got to not be covetous. 
I've not got to worship myself. When I, when I look at the things and, and, I, and I think, well, how am I going to do that? Isn't that another whole lot of rules and regulations which I've got to try and do? I don't want to become like the, the Galatians in Galatians 3. What does Paul say? He says, who has bewitched you? Who has bewitched you? You started off in the spirit. You started off in faith. And now you're going back to legalism, to law. I want to be led by the spirit. And how, is the, how am I not going to just get into, into works again? How am I not just trying to get a, to be a better person? You're going to, through gritted teeth, through gritted teeth, I'm not going to be angry. Through gritted teeth, I'm not going to be angry. It's not, there's that, we've talked about, there's that anger which would well up in, inside of us. If we try to that, we started this walk in, by grace. We are saved by grace through faith. So I must add some faith to these words of, of Scripture. And let the grace of God work in my heart that I can love. Because that's the end game. That's the end goal. The end goal is that we love and we represent Jesus. So what have I got to do? I've got to walk with Jesus. Love you. Love you, Neil. How am I going to do this? It's about a relationship with, the, with, the, with, my, with my Lord, my Savior. Maybe if we just go back to the garden. The garden of Eden. Adam and Eve were walking and just... All they had to do was tend the garden. It wasn't a, it wasn't a hard, hard work because the fall hadn't happened and there was no weeds. And, and you, know, you, you know what it's like when you go off to work. Lee, sometimes your workers don't come in the morning. And, and I know you pull your hair out because you've hardly got any left. Sorry, sorry, yeah. but, I, but I know what it's like. I know when it doesn't happen and it, and it seems to be we've got to work hard. In this world, but in, in, in the Garden of Eden, we see Adam and Eve walking, and the only thing they had to do, had to do was tend the garden, and they just weren't allowed to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They just had to walk with Jesus. It was out of relationship that they that they enjoyed the blessings of God, and that's what you and I were created for. You and I were created to to walk with Him in the garden, to bring glory to His name. We were created for Him. Ultimately, that's it. We weren't created for ourselves. I think that I'm created for myself very often. You just have to look how I, how I slob it at home. And my wife serves me. <laughs> she cooks me beautiful meals. Beautiful meals. I'm trying to save myself now. So in Genesis 1 verse 26, uh, it says, God said, let us make man in our image and according to our likeness. You were created to be, you were created for God's image, for glory. You and I were created to be sons and daughters of the king. You are, you, the, the church is also the bride. The bridegroom's coming back 
for a, for, for, for the, for a beautiful bride. And I see a beautiful bride here. I see a, a beautiful bride, a bride making herself ready. I see people who are walking with Jesus. I see people walking with Jesus, loving Jesus, sharing Jesus when they go pick somebody up, going to Kersney and, and sharing Jesus, the gospel, the good news. I see beautiful people, saints of God sitting here. Wherever, where, where you're in the office, where, wherever you are as a teacher, you're bringing Jesus, you're, you're, you're bringing the glory of God. And so it's about, how do I get this right? Do I put a whole lot of disciplines into place and... And, you know, we read books like The Celebration of Discipline. Uh, I wouldn't have thought uh, discipline was ever to be celebrated. But, but uh, I think Foster did that book on celebrating the disciplines of reading the scriptures and prayer and, and a whole lot of other solitude. And there were a whole lot of things that he did. But, but first and foremost, one of the things I'm challenging myself. So now I'm preaching to myself, not preaching to you. Is... I want to live as Jesus lived. I want to work out what God's worked into my life. Alex was talking about that a couple of weeks ago. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Work out what God has worked in. And what has he worked into your life? What has he worked into your life? So, so now as I'm waking up in the morning, as I'm coming out of that slumber, just a half, half awake, half not awake, I'm starting just to ask the Lord and just say, Lord Jesus, I just thank you that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I thank you, Lord, that I am your child. I thank you, Lord, that I am forgiven. I thank you, thank you, Lord, that, that I am righteous because of your righteousness. I thank you, Lord, that I have confidence to uh, be, a, be in your presence. I can enter your kingdom with boldness because of what you have done for me. So I just start to just... Uh, praising him and thanking him for for what he's doing in my life and what he's done in my life and what he will still do in my life and that's what we've got to do we've got to try and change this change how we look at ourselves tim briscoe preached a few weeks ago about that we should know nobody after the flesh we should see people in the spirit we should see people as jesus sees them that's quite hard because when you look at some people, you, it can be quite challenging and you have to look quite deeply. You have to look at the Spirit. But if Christ is in them, then you can see them. If you realize that they need to be saved, that they are lost, then the way you treat them is going to be different. You can see them as God sees them. That's what I want to see. I want to see people as God sees them. And who's the first person I have to start that off with? Myself. Because I think we can be very heavy on ourselves. We can, we can uh, put a lot of pressure and say, oh, I'm not, I don't live up. Because we know ourselves. And we, and we say, oh, I messed that up and I didn't do that. and I didn't do that. But we need to see ourselves as Jesus sees us. As God sees us. In fact, when, when God looks at, at Anthony, who does he see? He sees Jesus. I mean, the scripture is absolutely amazing. Colossians chapter 3. Put on, there, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved. Verse 12. Colossians 3, verse 12. Who are you? You are the elect of God. God's chosen one. 
Some, oh, there was, it's the New King James Version. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, you are elect, you are chosen. I want to be chosen. I always want you, don't you always want to be chosen? Pick me, pick me, a bit like Shrek. Pick me, pick me. Pick me, please. And I'm sure if you're anything like me, there's been some things that you've been quite good at and some things which you haven't been so good at. And you don't get picked. You're the last one. And you like kind of, and the, oh, oh, we've got, we've got Blackie again. And you go off to the last one chosen. You have been chosen. You have been elected. Who have you been elected by? Not by, the, the, by some selectors who sometimes get it right and sometimes get it wrong. You've been selected by God. And so you are elected. You are chosen. And this is, I mean, I'm getting into really uh, tricky water here when you start, start talking about the election of God. But I want us to read these scriptures to find him. And when I read that scripture, what does it do to me? It says, I say, wow, that's fantastic. I am elected. I've been chosen. I've been chosen. Yay, yippee. Yow, oh, yay, yay. I've been chosen. So like a, like a, somebody has said I'm a bit like Tigger, so maybe it is true. <laughs> a double bounce. <laughs> I don't know what Tigger does there. So we are his choice. Not only that it says, what does it say? Not only are we chosen, we are holy. Uh huh. That's what it says about me. In Christ I'm holy. Isn't that beautiful? So what Alex said, now work out. Your salvation with fear and trembling out. Work out what God has worked in. I am holy. And so then I put on last week, I put on this, a nice beautiful white new robe. I'm clothed in righteousness. I am holy. That's who you are and I are. If we could just dwell on maybe these three words for the rest of the year. And every day as you wake up, you, you, you say these things. I am chosen, I am holy, and I'm beloved. It's got nothing to do with what we have done or what we're going to do. It's got everything to do with God and His cho- cho- choosing of you and His loving you and I. So we are holy. And then the other one is we are beloved. We need to know that. That's what the world needs to know more than anything else is that that. We are loved. We are loved. Do you know that today? Do you know that today your heavenly father loves you? He loves you and I so much. What did he do? He sent his only son. He sent his only son that uh, you and I might have life. And so I haven't got through any of the stuff. Again, but it's just welling up and welling up inside me, and I'm excited by it. 
And I want you, I'm hoping that you will also be excited by who we are in Jesus, by the fact that we are new creations, that we can make a difference in this world. So walk with Jesus. I'm going to ask today if there's anybody who has not experienced a part of this life, who has not experienced Jesus, has not asked Jesus to be their Lord and Savior, has not decided to follow Jesus. You can decide today. Today is the day of salvation in the Scripture. Today. To come to Him and say, Lord Jesus, I need a Savior. You are my Savior today. Can you, will you, don't go from this place. Don't go from this place saying, oh, this is just another, another day. It's not. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day in paradise. It's a beautiful day. It's a glorious day. We've heard the gospel. Not only we've heard it preached, we've heard it lived out in Daryl's life, in Mandy's life. That God is only kind. He's only good. Jonathan's going to preach on, uh, on the fact that he's only loving next week. So come and hear more about the loving God. Anybody here want to give their lives to Jesus today? Anybody? Anybody who has not said yes to Jesus, we're giving you an opportunity to come, to stand. Stand where you are and say, I've decided to follow Jesus. Let's give you a bit of time. We're not going to bow every knee and uh, bow our eyes. We're just going to say, do you want to know Jesus? Anybody here want to experience more of the life of Jesus? I want you to stand. If you want to experience the more of Jesus, if you want to put on compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, forgiveness, if you want to put on love, let's stand and just pray with me, Lord Jesus, I thank you that you are my Lord. I thank you you are my Savior. I thank you that I am a new creation. I trust you. I declare you today as my Lord and my Savior that you have for me. I want to walk in the power of you formed into your image. I want to be more like you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Last scripture. 1 John 4 verse 17. But this is, but this is love perfected within us. So that we may have confidence for the day of judgment. Because as he is, as he is, so also are we in this world. Just think of that. As he is, 
so also are we in this world. As he is, Neil, as he is, so also are you in this world. As Jesus is. So let's, have we got a song to close in worship? Let's worship and, and if anybody else needs prayer for anything, for healing, for life. If you were too shy to come forward at the beginning, come.